Word for You is presented by Grace Point Church in Lakewood, Ohio. We are located at the intersection of Warren and Alger and welcome you to visit us in person or online at gracepointlakewood.com. That's G-R-A-C-E-P-O-I-N-T-E-L-A-K-E-W-O-O-D dot com. Listen to podcasts of sermons from our pastor, Mike Bartolone, and various guest pastors. You will see that grace is always the point, and you are always welcome. talk about a topic that I feel is like something that you would be in the category of all things new. I've been teaching on that topic and hope to by the end of this year, don't hold me to it, have a book out on it. My first book is going to be called All Things New. So I've got about 15 in my head, but I want to do this one especially, All Things New. The topic I want to talk about this morning is about you, about us in Christ. When you think of all the different titles, and I have, you know that I'm a big identity guy, so I have lists and lists and lists of who we are in Christ. In fact, I'm working on a new list, and uh, let me see, I have it right here. It's, I think there's 66, 66. I am's of my identity in Christ. And um, the last one that I put on here is the one I want to teach about today, and that is, I am a saint. Can you say that? Can you turn to somebody next to you and say, I'm a saint, or behind you, or in front of you? I mean, I think when we think about that word, uh, if you're... If you're, I'm convinced that when you hear the word saint, you probably think of anybody but yourself. Right? Let's be honest. But when you think of this word, one word saint, you think of modern day, modern, modern, modern day heroes like Mother Teresa or Peter or Paul or Mary. Yet the word saint is innately human. It speaks of people who know who they are as sons and daughters of God and are totally devoted to him, serving him with a deep-rooted resolve from within. The word saint tells the story of God's redemption. It speaks about us. The reason we're saints is because of who we are in Christ. He said he made us to be holy and blameless. He made us to be saints. He doesn't, once you're, once you're born from above, once you're born again, no more are you a sinner. You're a saint. But you have to start believing it in your head. It's your, all up to your belief system, your BS. You know? If you've got a lot of BS, you've got to get rid of it and get God's belief system. How does he see you? What does he think about you? And that's important. The word saint is someone 
who has been redeemed and found worthy by a perfect Savior. The Bible refers to all believers as saints, yet we as a culture don't identify too much with that term. I, I don't hear a lot of Christians saying, I'm a saint, because they have a hard time believing it. And if you don't believe it and apply it to your life, you won't manifest it. If you continue to believe that you're a sinner and you're still a sinner, guess what you're going to be doing? Sinning. Because you believe you're a sinner. You're not a sinner. You're a saint. The Bible says in Revelation, let's go to Revelation 21 first. Revelation 21. I'm going to throw another scripture in, in there, John, after this one that I didn't put on the list that I just thought of right now. Well, of course, the Holy Spirit gave it to me. Revelation 21, verse 5, 6, and 7 says these words to us. Then he who sat on the throne, who sits on the throne? Jesus, the Father, and us. I mean, you're sitting on the throne too. Made us to sit together in heavenly places. Not singular plural, in Christ Jesus. He who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. Didn't Jesus say he was the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end? How many know when it ended on the cross? Mark this scripture down, look it up later, and read it a thousand times until you believe it. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 26. It says, when Jesus died on the cross, it was at the end of the ages. If you think you're living in the last days, I'm sorry, you're confused about things. The Bible tells you differently. I'm telling you, you, you can't prove me wrong. You can't prove me wrong. You could try, but you can't. I'm ready to fight if you want to fight. We're not living in the last days. We're living in the seventh day, the new day that Jesus opened up for us after he died on the cross and said in John 19.30, it is finished. And here in Revelation... He confirms that because he says in this verse, verse 5, and he said to me, it is done. Now we struggle with that because we have this tendencies as humans to want to earn our stuff with God. To please God, we want to earn. You don't earn anything with God. You're given a gift, the gift of righteousness, the gift of being made holy and blameless, the gift of being a saint, the gift of being God's righteousness in Christ Jesus. You've got a gift of being holy and blameless. It's your gift. But you have to start believing it. See, the problem is between two ears. That's your problem. How you think. The Bible says in Proverbs 23, 7, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. How you thinking today? Are you thinking that I'm a saint? 
do you, if, if you start thinking that way and believing that way and applying it to your life, you'll start acting like and living like a saint. I'm telling you, it works. He says here in the rest of this verse, verse 6, I am the Alpha and the Omega. What could that possibly mean? Those are two Greek words. Amen? He doesn't let you get off easy because he tells you the definition in the next phrase. The beginning and the end. Amen? And I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He says in the Gospel of John, if you thirst and you drink of me, you will never thirst again. If you're hungry and you feed on me, you shall never be hungry again. Never. Yet we sing songs about hungering for God so much. And my question is, when did we miss this in the Scripture before we made the song? Huh? We need to think about what we sing because sometimes our theology does not match the Bible. That happens a lot when you make music or you make songs or you write lyrics. You could be saying things and singing things that are not even true. You don't even know you're doing it because you're just listening to the worship leader of the song. It says in verse 7, He who overcomes, he who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. All of you ladies are sons, I'm sorry. If Jesus caused, wants me to be a bride, you have to be a son. You know? All I know is when I get ready for a wedding, I only need one thing, a tuxedo. And I don't have to plan two and a half years for my preparation. Because I'm a male. Amen, men? <laughs> but when you're a bride, you prepare. Years and years and years ahead, sometimes longer than you can imagine. You go to more than one dress shop to find your dress, right? I don't even think about where I'm going to go. I just look up in the phone book to the first tuxedo. I put my finger on, that's where I go. I don't shop for tuxedos. I go in, I hunt, I shoot it dead, and I drag it out. I'm not a shopper, I'm a hunter, even when I go to stores. And if you want to ever give a man a shopping list, make sure it has pictures. If it doesn't have pictures, whatever you want him to bring to you, it will not be there. Unless he calls you on his cell phone as he's shopping. I do that too. And my shopping list has pictures. What does the product look like? I have to see it. Men? I operate by vision. If you ever want to see my shopping list, I'll show it to you. I have it in my wallet. I have it on my phone. <laughs> it's all pictures. I, don't, I can't miss. Amen? Let's go to Revelation chapter 1. Just one couple of verses there. I don't know what verses they are. Oh, here they are. Revelation 1. I'm going to be doing a lot of teaching in the future on the book of Revelation. From a finished work mindset. It is done. And what we're going to be talking about in my teachings is one person. His name is Jesus. Because when you read Revelation, caption, remember in every book of the Bible, the key is above the door. 
In other words, all you have to do is read the title. What does it say? Here, I'll read it for you in my New King James Bible. It says, the revelation of Jesus Christ. It doesn't say the revelation of the last days. It doesn't say the revelation of Armageddon. It says the revelation of Jesus Christ. The book is about Jesus. And how many want to talk about Jesus? Amen? And that's what we'll be talking about when we really get into that book. In fact, the book of Revelation is the New Testament worship and prayer manual for the present day church. The book of Psalms was the worship manual for the Hebrews. The book of Psalms was their worship and prayer manual. But the New Covenant's prayer manual is the book of Revelation. Now I'm going to do a teaching, a series on that, so you can believe it without a shadow of a doubt. I'll give you all the evidence. It'll come straight from this book. Amen? How many are with me? The book of Revelation is the New Covenant worship and prayer manual for the present day church. Okay? Amen. Can you say amen? Okay, Revelation chapter 1. Let me get this scripture again. This wind keeps taking my place here. Let's start in verse 4 where John writes to us, Grace to you and peace from, whom is, from, from him who is, who was, and who is to come. I bought a t-shirt in Myrtle Beach. You know what it says? Normal is not coming back, but Jesus is. Normal is not coming back, but Jesus is. <laughs> who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, verse 5, from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us, I love that, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Look at verse 6. And has made us. Has made us. Kings. Kings. Not only are you a saint, you're a king. Do you believe it? And you're a priest. Kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Let me seal it with my seal. Amen. There you see it. You see amen in the middle of the Bible. In a verse, chapter 1. He put his seal. Amen. And when you embrace the word and believe this about yourself, it will make you think of your identity in Christ in a new way. Proclaiming your identity of a saint is not about how good of a person each of us is. It's about the one who gave his life for us. Who deserves our worship. Who loves us in all of our humanity. He says, and while we were yet sinners, Romans 5 says, he died for us. He didn't wait for us to be good and then come and die for us. He died for us when we were yet sinners. Oh, that's good news. 
That's why you could take the good news to the streets and just tell them, I got some good news for you. You don't have to die in your sins. Jesus wants to set you free. He loves you. He loves you just as you are. You don't have to clean yourself up and then come in here. Come in dirty. You'll go out clean. Amen? Embracing this identity as saints is about being more devoted and allowing room for wonder and mystery as we experience the world through God's divine perspective. Seeing ourselves or seeing our lives as glorious moments of God's grace. You've got to understand grace is chasing you down. The grace of God is after you to clean you up and make you look pretty. He wants you to look beautiful. He said in his time he'll make us all beautiful. Amen? I mean, we can actually begin to see ourselves as God's saints by following his words in the Bible and having our actions look like Jesus. I don't know about you. I don't want to be like Mike. I want to be like Jesus. Amen? I challenge you. I challenge you right now. I'll give you a challenge. Get your Bible this week. Go to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and just read the red. Don't read the black. Start in the Gospel of John and just read the red. I got, I like, I was like, I did that last week. I got shocked. I got shocked. I said, I've never seen this scripture before. Popped out at me. It was like, let me just share it with you. It's not on my list either, John. I'm sorry. John chapter 5, Gospel of John, Big John, not Little John on the Ponderosa. John chapter 5, verse 24. How do I know Jesus spoke it? My Bible put it in red for me. If you can't, you don't have a Bible that's in red, get one. If you don't have it because you have a tablet or a phone, most tablets and phone, don't put it in red. Just get a Bible that has it in red. I mean, you could probably buy one for $7, the gift Bible, Holy Bible. It says this in verse 24, Matthew 5, 24. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me, who, who are we believing in who sent him? God. Didn't God send Jesus? For God so loved the world that he gave. His only begotten Son. For he, it says, I tell you that he who believes in him who sent me has everlasting life. <sighs> comma, take a comma. <sighs> Selah. <sighs> Breathe. <sighs> Calm down, Mike. <laughs> and shall not come into judgment. That's what it says. You're going to argue with that? You're going to argue with your Bible? I'm waiting. I have to wait for the judgment seat of Christ to see where I stand, if what my... Re no, you don't. In Christ, there is no judgment on you. In Christ, there is no wrath against you. You want to go at this one with me? Please come to me with your Bible. We'll have fun. I'm ready but has passed from death into life. And there are scriptures that say life evermore. On and on and on. 
we can actually begin to see ourselves as God's saints by following his words in the Bible. Amen? Proving over and over that our devotion to Jesus is transform, transformative and a glorious, I mean, a glorious adventure. The message of saints is not about achieving perfection. Say, thank you, Jesus. But authentically and intentionally walking with God as his plans for you are fully realized in your life. It's just a walk. Will you stumble? Yes. Will you make mistakes? Yes. But he's faithful and just to forgive you. All you got to do is say, Jesus, I messed up there. Would you forgive me? Bang, it's gone. It's just instant. And if you forget to do that, it's still instant. Truly understanding and fully recognizing the person that God has created us to be. Our identity in Christ is more about embracing our true and whole selves so that God's glory can be revealed through us. God just wants to show the glory to that world out there. In your neighborhood, in your places where you live, in the grocery store where you go, at the gas pump. You're not at the gas pump with the rest of the world complaining about the gas prices. You realize that your God is able to provide all your needs according to his riches and glory. Quit complaining, church. Philippians 2.14, good scripture to memorize. Do all things without complaining and grumbling. That's what it says. I must apply to the gas pump, too. It must apply to groceries or the cost of meat. Or I don't know if you've been to a restaurant lately. I was in a restaurant in Myrtle Beach. Marie and I ate there. You know what my bill was after the tip? $175 for two people. Food was good, but I wasn't going to complain because God said, I provide for you. Say nothing. Hey, it's time, church. It's time to rise above. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. My God shall supply all my needs, Philippians says. All my needs according to his riches in glory. My God's not broke. He could handle inflation. Amen? Do all things without complaining. What version is that, John? And disputing. It's not New King James. I know that, but it's something. Whatever it is, without disputing, it's good. The first teaching on saints will challenge you and awaken you to the higher calling that God has placed on your life. Sainthood is about a life of humble devotion and obedience. It's about the wonder and glory that can be found in every moment and every day as we walk with God. I mean, I don't know about you, but every time I'm with God, I just like, oh my gosh. I was thinking about things this week and last week on my vacation about the wind. The wind doesn't respond to anything except tension. It needs tension to respond. For you to hear it, there needs to be a tension. Or you can't hear the wind. The wind needs rain or a thunder or a lightning to produce a wind. 
Jesus is the hero of the Bible telling us that outside of him there is no life, only existence. We have a lot of people in our world that exist, but they don't have life. The Bible calls them dead in their trespasses and sins. But when you're born from above, born again, then you start to live your life. We were made for life, the God kind infused life, Zoe life, agape life. Amen? And until we experience this kind of life, the God infused life, until we experience this kind of life and make it our pursuit, we will find ourselves hopelessly dissatisfied and with, I mean, with the status quo. And I'll tell you what, you want to know about people that are complaining? Just be around people that don't know Jesus. Man, they're just like hopelessly complaining today. What's going to happen to our world? Oh, God must be sleeping in heaven. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think that about you at all. Let's go to Matthew chapter 1. That's the first chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew 1. I'll find it here for you. One scripture, verse 21. In the first chapter of Matthew 1, 21, it says this. And she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. What's Jesus' purpose? The next phrase will tell you. For he will save his people from their sins, keeping us from missing the true end and scope of life, which is God. You can't know God and serve God and love God and walk with God unless you're born again. And if you do, you'll get life. Life more abundantly. See, with Christ comes the miraculous gift of being born from above, a true awakening from a life of the shadows. See, everything prior to Christ is shadow. But when you're born again, everything becomes substance. Because now you have the substance of life in your heart. And though man was made in God's image over the course of existence, we relentlessly unmade ourselves. And we can see that in our world today. In our pursuit of life apart from God, we stripped ourselves from the source of life. But God, the good Father, refused to let our mistakes define us. In the greatest divine twist imaginable, he became a man, Jesus, to reclaim the life and purpose for humanity once and for all. That's why I can mark myself more than just a saint. I'm an ODP person. I'm an original design. See, the gospel from Genesis to Revelation is about one thing. It's not about punishing you. It's about restoring you. To a resurrection life. I mean, we're living resurrected life every day. Amen? Jesus, Son of God, fully man, fully God, not compromising his humanity and his divinity, has awakened our world from its slumber and offers us the chance to find the life we've always been looking for. Jesus gives us that life that we've always been looking for. In John 6, 35, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whosoever comes to me shall not 
hunger. Well, if that's the case, why do we keep singing songs about hunger? Huh? I just don't get it. I think it's time to change. What do you think? See, for 30 plus years, Jesus walked this earth as a human being, revealing the only way to do life. That's why Jesus came. That's why I can tell you, if you meet Jesus, you meet you. Because he came to show you who you are as a son of God, as a saint. Say, I'm a saint. Some lips in this room are not moving. It's too bad I have eyes to see. You know, I should probably shut my eyes when I say that. Okay. Let's say it together. I am a saint. <laughs> How many know Jesus was a real person? He traveled to real cities, and he died on a hill with a name. After his death, he sent his spirit to teach us the truth about how to live. That's why the Holy Spirit is the only one who can fill our spiritual vacuum, helping us to become truly human. You know what? When Jesus rose from the dead and sits at the right hand of the Father, he's still in human flesh. He didn't change back into spirit only to show us that that's who we're going to work. He's the first fruits of those who shall rise from the dead. We know from reading Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1, we were created for more than what you can see because the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1, he has put eternity. It's it's 3.11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts. It's already in you. How many know what the word prego means? It's in there. It means the fullness of the Godhead is already in you. It's inside of you. Let me give you another classic scripture that in the New Covenant that seals that deal. Let's go to the book of Colossians. That's right after Ephesians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. It says, For in him, in Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in Christ, in him. You are. What's stopping you from understanding and believing that? Your BS. You know? Your belief system. How you think. And how do you think when you leave here during the day? What are you thinking about? Your own BS. Rather than what God is trying to think about you. What he's showing you. What he's telling you who you are. You're saints. You're not ain'ts. You're saints. You're holy. You're blameless. You've been given a gift of righteousness in Christ Jesus. That's all good news. And that expanse of inside of us cannot be denied. That's why we're so eager to find a life that transcends what we now know. The word transcends means that it's bigger than anything we could ever understand. It's without limits. The word thing. How many ever words see all things new? The word thing means without limitation, without 
comparison. In the King James Version of, of, of an earlier gospel, the Bible calls Jesus a holy thing because he's without comparison. He's without limitation. See, God didn't just put words in the Bible that had no meaning. Every word has a meaning. Even the smallest of words have a meaning. Amen? And while this eternal life is within us, it requires us to look beyond ourselves, admitting we're incomplete without Him because God loves our material world. He called it good after He created it. He celebrates our advances in many places, but there's more than what we can build with our hands. And in the discovery of these things, a hope comes alive in us of promise and purpose. And in the arms of our new life is this new day, and we find the power and the perspective to rise above the limitations of our present world, the world that wants you to believe it's no good. The gas prices, the food prices. And we sometimes join in with the crazy people and start complaining and murmuring and disputing when we're supposed to live above the line and not do that. Even if you get a poor waitress, tip her well. That means you're blessing her. Don't get the attitude that she stinks. I'm giving her 10%. I'll give her 7%. Maybe I'll give her 6 No, give her 30%. Bless her socks off. You know what? You start changing her thinking by your actions of love. Amen? By the power of God's eternal spirit, you can become a saint. Someone whose, someone whose life is marked by hope and a purpose that astounds our world and points people to the one who is the life and the light of the world. You can read that in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. And we understand the magnitude of this new life of being losing our smallness and God's largeness. I serve a big, big God. My Bible says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, For this purpose was the Son of God manifested to destroy the works of the devil. If the works of the devil are destroyed, why does the church keep resurrecting a dead devil, a defeated devil? Why do we spend so much time fighting against a defeated devil that Jesus defeated why do we keep fighting them? Why do we have more of a devil consciousness than a Christ consciousness? Church, it's time. It's time for us to wake up and get with the program. Whose program? God's program. Amen? And as we do, as we understand the magnitude of this new life and God's largeness, and we participate in the mystery of life, we will become his saints. We will become his saints. According to Harper Collins Bible Dictionary, the word saints, which is hagios, H-A-G-I-O-S, refers to those whose relationship with God is maintained through faith in Jesus Christ. And as God's saints, we are each invited to enjoy this ever-growing, faith-empowered relationship with the one whose name is life. 
abundant life forevermore. And the Tyndale Bible Dictionary adds that saints are the people who are of the coming age. We're in that age. We're of the, in other words, a saint is someone who brings a future reality into the present. They transcend, they go beyond the range or limits, the problems and limitations of a temporal world. The Bible says the things you see are temporary, while the things you can't see are eternal. Amen? Embracing the partnering with the eternal as God is seen and known by all, they begin, they begin to bring evidence into the very real problems and opportunities in our present world today. God's saints are not people who escape from the real. I can get me out of here, Jesus. Take me home. I got to get out of here. This is getting bad. Help me, Jesus. Help me. No escape. You just stay there. You just love Jesus and love all the people around you. And when God gives you surplus, hand some out to your neighbors. Bless your neighbors. Bless your friends. Bless your relatives. Amen? We sing about blessing. You're blessed to a thousand generations. That's what it song said today. If I'm blessed to a thousand generations, <laughs> i got a lot more coming. I don't want to leave. Amen? I want to get blessed so I can bless you. And it's to plunge into our God's original design for our lives. It's to feel what God feels for this world, empowering us to align our actions with his heart. It's to embrace God's divine nature and to step into the fullness of our new nature reality. See, everywhere we go, we can bring heaven. That's God's purpose. That's what worship is all about. It's about bringing heaven to earth. That's what's, and, that, and we get to bring them because Christ is living in us. We're the saints. We're the holy ones. We're the blameless ones. And we bring that to the world, to the people around us. Didn't, it, didn't, doesn't, it says in Jeremiah 29, 11, to bring a future to us. That's our future. God's people, his saints, his temple. And what we as God's saints experience many heavenly realities. You want to know what some heavenly realities are? Peace is a heavenly reality. It says it's a peace that passes all understanding. It's not the peace the world gives. Joy. When, you're, when, when God's doing amazing things in your life, you're infectious. You're like a little dispenser. Boop, boop. Pff, comes out goodness. God's goodness. Boo! Let me bless you. Boo! Let me give you something. Amen? go to the grocery store? I've, I've done this in, lately. In the past, go to the grocery store. Instead of buying one watermelon, buy three or four. I don't care if they're six ninety nine. I don't care what they are. My God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. And my God is able to supply my, my, my needs according to his riches. And, buy, and then bring four or five home. Give one to your, your kid, one, one to your family member, one to your relative. Give one to your neighbor. Give one to your neighbor over here. Give one to your neighbor across the street. And then when they say, why are you doing that? Because just, I want to bless you. It's just God's love. Here it is. A watermelon is God's love. Today or tomorrow, this week when it's 90, you give somebody a watermelon and it's cold, you just bless them. Amen? I bet you they cut yours first if they have one in the house. Amen? See, heaven is indeed a real place in a different dimension. Jesus at his death told on the criminal that he was being crucified with, 
Today you will be with me in paradise. The criminal, the one who did something wrong, Jesus said, Today you will be with me in paradise. Do you think that criminal had to confess something like 1 John 1, 9 or Roman Road or... What did he have to say? What was the magic clue? He recognized Jesus as who he was. See, but God's plan has always been to bring heaven to earth. It's the end goal that's revealed in Scripture. Because God wants us to enjoy his life. It's full of miracles. And grace is what, I mean, grace is always after us. But grace is a good thing and it comes from a good father. I could just pray that all of you have a great weekend. Celebrate. Celebrate America on the 4th of July. God bless America. Amen? If you're having a hard time believing it, go see Top Gun. It'll wake you up again. It'll tell you what your country's all about and who we fight for and why we fight for our freedom. The gospel is the good news, the revelation of God's grace that will reshape the world when we as Christ's people, his ambassadors on earth, understand the grace of God in truth. And things will begin to change because the gospel is a thrilling revelation that the lover of your soul desires to share his life in a wedded union with you forever. It's more than just an advertising brochure about kingdom realities. It is such good, loving news. Amen? And God's promises are all active and alive. All things new. Amen. God bless.
One of my favorite songs. <laughs> I love that song. <clears throat> I could sing it all day. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 13 through 17. I'll close with these as a final. But we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth, to which he called you, by our gospel for the obtaining of the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ therefore brethren stand fast hold on to all the things you've been taught whether by word or by epistle and now may the Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation and good hope by grace comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless. Amen.